The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. It's time to get in the ring with DJ D. Cooks and Beast Mike. We've been gone for the past two weeks. We yep. tried to record last week. Didn't what happened, so well. Mike? It did not go so well, and I fell asleep. <laughs> but, he, he uh, yeah, it was. It, I, I, I was trying to protect Mike. I was like, I don't want to release an episode with him falling asleep, and then you know, but. It happened once before with me falling asleep. Um, but, but, but ultimately, I think we're I think we're refreshed and we're we're, we're back to it. So it's good to be yeah. back on the Penn State game recently. I did. I was uh, yep, part of the Penn State Buffalo. I was uh, doing play by play. I did color for the first half and then did play by play for the second. Though I would probably say I'm more comfortable with the color aspect of it. I did not mind the play-by-play. Once Reed got that pick six, I was really able to really get going in terms of like how the picking up the flow of the game and kind of going with it. So it was it was fun. It, it was a fun time. It really was. Yes, the future of broadcasting's in our hands. Beast Mike and <laughs> uh, but we have wrestling to get to this week. As we have Clash of Champions, New Japan Destruction, two destruction shows um, in Beipu and in Kagoshima um, that were pretty okay. Um, we have a we have more AEW news. What's new there? You know, every mm-hmm. week, every week we're like getting like new AEW news. Before the whole, um, weekly television show, and it it's finally named Tuesday, Wednesday Night Dynamite. All right, so that's what we're gonna go with to uh to combat NXT's live, and we're obviously gonna get into NXT's debut as we're really doing this literally right after NXT ends. Uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna get into that as well. So it's a we're gonna certainly talk about that. Fine, I don't know if AEW really needed a nickname for it, but okay, that's fine. Um, I'm sure that the, and we got the actual outweigh the nickname with big cast over the weekend. I did read about that, I did, and I read about Cass's statement too. Yes, um, Enzo posted a statement from Cass, mm-hmm. and the parties involved seem to accept his apology. Um, thoughts to Big Cass for what? It, never let your mental health get to that right. point where you're threatening your own self and other people, and because you are a threat to yourself and to others, so never let yourself. I've been there in the past. Beast Mike's been there in the past. You know, I appreciate. What Cass did. I appreciate that Cass 
understood he, he gone too far and he he's gonna step he's gonna take some time to get right. I appreciate that Enzo basically loyal to his best friend is taking the time to get right. It, it it's kind of what a journey Cass has been on too. Like he, he gained a bunch of weight after he left WWE or was fired by WWE and then he lost it all back and then, a lot of it back. It looked, he looked clean. And now he's he's got this other demon to battle. So yeah, I know we've all had our rough days. We've all had our rough moments, but it's good to see Cass is gonna try to get the help he needs. Yes. Um AEW also aired a commercial. I did not see this, but aired a commercial during SmackDown Live. Um as they should. I have no problem with this whatsoever. You gotta counter the bug that SmackDown Live's about to try to pre- present here. AEW absolutely should try to go on a counter a counter attack when it comes to like commercials and promotions and whatnot. Right, you gotta whoever buys ad rates for WWE shouldn't let AEW on their thing. Oh yeah, absolutely true, absolutely true. But you know, and then the tag title um, brackets were revealed. It's gonna be best friends versus SEU. Um, okay. Bucks versus Private Party and Jurassic Express versus Lucha Brothers. So how this is gonna Tony Schiavone reveal the first part round and then the Dark Order re- received a first round buy as as the best as they defeat the best friends at all out. So they got the first round by. Mm. So, so it's gonna be interesting to see who they crown as their first tag team champions. As, uh, as I know, the box private party match is happening on the second AEW show. That is gonna be interesting. I think. I mean, in theory, if they did what they did with the world title and say, okay. Who's your most marketable guy? Chris Jericho. Jer- and and they, they, I think they're the right thing by having Jericho as champion. All right, who's your most marketable team? The Bucks. Will they do the same? That's, yeah. an interest- that's an interesting dynamic we got going on here. So we have a lot of things to cover this <laughs> week. Um, let me quickly cover the two destruction shows. I'm only going to really cover the the two big matches from each. Um, the girls, Destiny, defeated Yoshihashi and Big Tommy with the IWGP Tag Team Championships. And this was, this was um, very good. Um, but the finish was hand that come out when Kenna arrived and strapped Yoshihashi and Tamatanga um, cradles him for the win there. And then Hiroshi mm-hmm. This is Zack Sabre Jr. It was a very good match. Um, a lot more high-impact moves in this one than their previous matchups. Um, as as Zack put away Hiroshi Tanahashi with the uh, banana split cradle to finally win 
back the uh, Rec Pro British Heavyweight Championship. The second, the second of three destruction shows. The third one is on the twenty third. It's gonna be. It was an IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Title match. El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori defeated um, Robbie Eagles and Will Ospreay. Um, very good match here. Um, they Fantasma and Ichimori double kick Super Eagle, Bloody Cross and CR to finish Eagles for the win. There. And then and then Kanta and Kota Ibushi. And this was for the right to challenge Wrestle Kingdom. This was for Ibushi's shot because Canada okay. defeated Ibushi at G1. Mm-hmm. If we remember correctly. Um, <laughs> right, right, that was the first night. That was the uh, the first night. So Kota Ibushi wins with the Kamigoye. Um A lot of interference. Just a bunch of like sports entertainment run-in stuff. Yeah. I wasn't really I into the uh I wasn't really into the uh the uh interference. The in- interference as much. I get why. They're trying to get the title for both trying to get the title back in bullet club hands. I get why. Yeah, but but Kotobushi would win the match anyway, so mm-hmm. You didn't have to go there. Um, the established kind of as like a heel. Um, but, but um, yeah, it, it was an okay match. I re- went three stars with it. But disappointing in that match. Mm. Um, so. Yours was a one-on-one straight up. Yeah. I liked their G1 match. I thought that was very good, except for the one botch. Mm-hmm. But this match didn't seem disjointed. So there is a destruction, sh- New Japan destruction show in Hiroshima um, on the 23rd. Um, and that is. In Kobe, actually. My bad. I, it's late. I'm tired. <laughs> the TNI versus J-Way for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. And then... And then on the undercard is Shingo versus... Um, versus Goto. And this is on Sunday, September 22nd. This Sunday, all right. So those are the uh, two major matches there. So let's get to Clash of Champions. So <clears throat> Clash of Champions, it was kind of a man. I got it from your sense, and I I had a similar sense too. Kind of a man pay per view. Mundane. Yeah, there's not much that you can really honestly go back and say, all right, I can watch that again. That type of stuff, and this is this has become a pattern in WWE pay per views the last, I say, year and a half. Where a lot of them have been pretty mundane. Yes, I and agree. I'm tired of sitting down, 
for and invest four hours in this company when they're going to give me shit. And and it's hard for me to like say I'm going to sit down on this one Sunday night a month and and go and like invest my time mm-hmm. where I can invest my time in other things, you know. Like football, it's football season, so I I might I wasn't like really paying attention to this pay per view and because the, because the Eagles game were um was on, Eagles game was on and but from what I saw, it was like very mundane and with the exception of maybe the cruise the cruiserweight match and the uh and the uh Wall Women's title match. But nothing blows you away anymore about these pay-per-views. Like, you go back even, like, two and a half years ago, like, you would have at least one match that would blow your socks you'd have one, off. You'd have at least one classic. You'd, you'd, have, you'd have one really good match. But a very good match, at least. You know? So, it's not... It's hard for me to be very invested in this company because the creative directions are very much shit. And it is concerning. Shit. I don't know what they're doing differently. I have a feeling I know what they're doing differently with the agenting of the matches. They're just okay. telling people to slow it down. And, and it's boring the shit out of me. The pacing, I think, does need to be better. I, I, I can, I get that, and I actually do agree with it. I think it does need to be a little bit more of a faster pace. Like, well, it's the when fucking, they they spend a few. It, what's up? Not, not every match needs a five minute side headlock spot. Come on, right? That's very uncreative. Yeah. Every match has it, and like, like you, you, you think like. With the fans having like lowered attention span, you think that they would m- try to make each match more exciting, right? I'm it's not saying going out and have five star matches every night. No, no. But at least, but you just want at least one or two that I'd say, okay, I'd go back and watch that again. Yeah, you, you want one or two that you could say, you could honestly say that. And yeah, there's nothing on the show, even the Sasha Becky, um, which was good, but it clearly built towards the next the next pay per view. Which yeah, I, I completely it, understand. Nothing I would ever watch again. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a good match though. That was that was absolutely the best match of the night. But it was a, uh, it was a good. That was actually good. But they, I get it. They're they're building towards That's the next pay per view. So I, I, I'm just sick of the mundaneness of, of these pay-per-views. And and we'll start with the Cruiserweight Championship match here with Guguwa, Humberto Carrillo, and Lince Dorado. Um, um, it looked like Carrillo was going to win with the uh, Aztec Press. Mm-hmm. And Gulak posts, posts um, Carrillo and... Cradle Zerata for the win. Gulak once again escapes. Gulak is, as McConnell's had a decent run of champion. He's had good matches with Larkin. I, I have to think this is eventually building. And we'll get to this news on Gulak's next challenger in a moment. But uh, 
it's clear that there is news coming. It is clear that it seems like it's going to be Gulak versus Umberto, either at the end of this year or that's going to be the first thing in 2020. The, the clock, the time, it will be time for Umberto to be champion, and I think sooner rather than later. Yeah, so it was a 10 minute match. Very good. I'd say go back and watch it. I know you didn't watch, didn't watch a pre show, but. But I say go back and watch this because it was a it was it was good. Speaking of average and mundane, AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander. I don't think that's because of the wrestlers. I think it's just because of the time it got. It didn't get. Yeah, it didn't get a time. I do. Are you gone fifteen with that match? I think you can get a four star out of it easy, at minimum four star, out of those two. But they got four minutes and fifty-seven seconds. They got five minutes, dude. That that's pretty bad for those two guys who who are, are top-level talents. That's really bad. You can't do that. Yeah, it it's so showcased like Styles was clearly the better man, which I mm-hmm. like that sort of. Okay, But I I would like three more, three to five more minutes to mm-hmm. add it to that. Match give Cedric a little more, um, but right. But it was a good five minute match. I'm not gonna say it wasn't good. Three stars. You supposed to be better. Yeah, yeah. I just went better. Mm-hmm. Then Dolph Ziggler versus and Robert Roode versus. Champion Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman for the Raw Tag Team Championship. This was this was okay, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tag fair. A was passable. B the right team won because Strowman and Strowman and Seth did not need to be uh, tag champions. I had no problem with that. I had no problem with. Uh, I had no problem with Rude and Ziggler winning the titles. I think it it played out properly. The the, the finish ramped up pretty good, so I had no beef there. All in all, I think it was I think it was productive. I think it, it turned into a productive and correct ending. No, I had minimal issues here. Yeah, we weren't gonna get a classic, but you're gonna get at least a, a passable match. Yeah. Speaking of not passable, this. Bailey Charlotte Flair. Ugh. I hate it. Finished, it finished way too fast. It the Charlotte dominated from pillar to post. Be a chicken shit. It, it was. Yeah, I, I didn't I, like this match either. He'll have to be a chicken shit. It it it, it really bothers me in this company. Like every heel is dastardly and chicken shit. Like you know. Where you may, you may not Bailey to become more of an aggressive heel, and yet you got her to get destroyed in this match by Charlotte. It's hilarious. Should Bailey have won? Yes, but Bailey should not have won that way. Shit in the end. Where when when you could do a heel effectively by have the heel back up what he says and him being right in what he or she says, like there are different layers of heel characterness. Of character traits, mm-hmm. and I don't think character ness is a word. 
<laughs> but but different traits that a heel can possess, not just right. like this, this runaway chicken shit stuff. And I hated every second of it. It was disappointing. The, when you know Bailey and Charlotte could do a, a whole lot better than what they what they did, you know they could do a whole lot better. And the fact that they did it that way, very disappointing. Yeah, and it was and only lasted four minutes, so it was which like was fine. Which is at least at least they, they didn't like bore us to death with it. But yeah, it, this could have been so much better. New Day revival, the revival to beat New Day, which is perfectly fine. Um, I think it. Considering what happened in New Day and how the Revival injured them, you kind of knew this was this was going to happen. Uh, the writing was on the wall there. And Revival is a very good team, as we've seen. And they're the first team to be the Raw, SmackDown, and NXT Tag Champions uh, as a unit. Revival is, is and they did it properly. I think they, they focused on Woods and his injury. Big E tried to fight as much as he could. But ultimately, the, the Dastardly Heels actually doing very good Dastardly Heel things. This was actually this was actually done properly, no problems here. But aren't you tired of like this clear like black and white like heel face dynamic that there are shades of gray, but True. they haven't really. You get what I'm saying? It, it's an overall complaint. It's not really a. One person could play. It really bothered me in the Bailey match, but yeah, well, yeah, that, there's a shade of gray. Bailey's a shade of gray here, and with, with her, with her character, which she comes off as heel, yet she still does face type things. Like she doesn't need the Bailey buddies as a heel. That that doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't make sense, and it's like, it's like they they. Tend to highlight the wrong fucking thing, you know. But that's just my issue with it. But I had no issue with this match. This was a good match. Three and a quarter. Yeah, this was fine. And then this match was okay. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Fire and Desire. It was alright. Yeah, nothing. Uh, this obviously was a showcase, Nikki. Uh, it's, it's clear that Nikki and Mandy were the prime target, or the prime focuses on this match. Not so much Alexa and Sonya. Uh, it was a good win for... I, I honestly thought it was going to be Fire Desire's time to win, the, win the titles. But a good win for Nikki and Alexa as they keep the uh, the tag championships. Which, I, and we'll get to other stuff later, but good win for them. We'll see what happens with them going forward. But I think it was a good win for them with the tag champions. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura defeats The Miz. Good a whole lot of Sami Zayn stuff. Yeah, this was actually a good match. This was actually a good match, and a whole lot of Sami Zayn stuff, because Sami Zayn is it's a really good troll. But this was a good match all in all. I had, I had really minimal issues here. Um, and then the match of the night was Becky Lynch with Sasha Banks. Like, they were just brawling all over the place. A good brawl, and it was a necessary one, too. With the way Sasha's been brought back, and she's been brought back as a really good heel, uh, I'm all for the, the brawl they had. I'm, I'm all for it. And I'm, I'm even okay with uh, with the way 
the official match actually ended with, with the ref getting hit with the chair. I'm, I'm even cool with that because obviously you're setting up for Hell in a Cell. No beef there. I, I had no beef with the match. Although the match was, was it had good drama, good action involved to it, good pace involved to it. I didn't mind this year. I did not. I did not. You, you like the ref getting hit with a chair? Okay. I like the. I I I didn't mind it. Okay. Um, you know, you know, you didn't want to undercut Becky's run, but. <laughs> You wanted Sasha to go over, so it's a good way to do it because now you're going to get a conclusive ending inside Hell in a Cell. So no, I had no issue with that. Now to the snore fest of the night. Oh my fucking god! Soured on on Kofi's title run. Yeah, I I, I am pretty sour on it. Um, <laughs> Kofi's this title. Tower run. No offense to Kofi. I love him. This has been the worst title reign in a long ass time. Major title reign in a long ass time. I thought this was, aside from the Kevin Owens one at Money in the Bank, probably the best match Kofi's had as champion. Are you kidding me? Really? Well, well, what other matches you consider? None. Honestly, besides the Owens match. Which for better as you say it, for better matches were shit. And the three Orton matches are shit. This was a two star special. I can finish better than you did. This was a two star special. How did you like this? I was like actively bored. Randy Orton actively bores you. That's part of it, though. You you never you don't love Randy Orton's style anyway. That's part of part of that is is because you don't like Randy Orton's style to start with. But but this was supposed to be a uh, grudge match of sorts, and you start off with a fucking lockup. Come on, man. Yeah, that yeah that part. I will buy that. I will give you that. It should have been more physical to start with. Some people agree with you, but I will. I will agree with. I will agree that they that this should have been. Yeah, this should have been ramped up a little bit more to start with. Because more people would agree with me as opposed to you. I'm like, the work's perfectly fine. I can't give this lesson to stars, um, because I'd be high. I'd be say saying these guys like sort of like bot botch a lot and you know but but this was boring as fuck the right guy did win obviously we're going to agree to disagree on that all night but the, the right guy won Kofi gets his signature with his WWE champion the, let, me, the, let me hear you let me tell you what Zonka and Voices of Wrestling thought. Um, okay. So, so, this was supposed to be a highly personal match. Orton brought Kofi's family into it, and Kofi is basically shit, while Kofi, Kofi put him through a table and embarrassing him. So, starting mm-hmm. with a quick lockup before working into the standard Orton match didn't set the proper terms for this match. Where's Kofi's Agreed. third match? Where's was Orton's 
desire to prove himself right to win the title. Coming off the heated Becky Sasha deal, this felt like a heat with Tausha match and a disappointment in terms of a world title match. The work was perfectly solid, but he never got but never got past that as Kofi's continued his run runoff of underwhelming title matches and going too long and working the Orton formula did not help. Please move the fuck on from this feud. Which I think they're doing. I think they're they're totally moving on. From, yeah, they're uh, they're getting the belt off of them. That's yeah. what they're doing. Which it looks like, yeah. Which it absolutely looks like it's, it's gonna. Well, I'm we'll happy. That we'll get the smack I'm back. actually happy. Brock's a better champion than Kofi. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll... Brock Brock gives you numbers. Brock will give you more numbers than Kofi will. I will absolutely buy that. There's no bigger draw in that Brock's company than Brock. Give me better matches. Brock's giving me better matches. Um. On on a night and night out basis, I would rather have Brock as champion than Kofi. Sorry, it's more entertaining. Uh, I'll give you, I'll give you that. There's 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 a bro, there's a box office draw that Brock has that no one else can bring. There, there's no disputing that whatsoever. I I I understand holding the title hostage for a year. Like you have to build which, somebody which, up. Which, to- which you which you can't do that. You, you can't completely hold it hostage. But but he defends it like once. A- once a month or every two months, and it's on that's TV. Acceptable. Then that's acceptable. Yeah, that's acceptable. Which in I think theory, they're come in more because which in, they're which in Fox. theory because because yeah because of Fox, Brock's gonna be on TV more. So in theory, Brock will have to defend the title at least, or definitely the core four, or at least up until WrestleMania. In theory, Brock would defend it. I'm sick of this copy rain. Moving on. Eric Rowan versus Luke Harper. Now, this match I thought was fine. I, I thought this match was fine. And I'm actually even okay with it going after the Kofi's match. So, I'm, I'm, I'm actually perfectly fine with how this match played out. And Harper return, I think, is a big plus. Because now you get the Bludgeon Brothers back as a team. I think the, and the Bludgeon Brothers this as a team incredibly violent and, and incredibly productive. The right guy won. I, I think the booking decisions for most of the evening were pretty productive. I'm perfectly fine with Rowan getting it done. And with Harper returning as, as a bonus. I thought this match was a bunch of slow broading men just r- like slowly running into each other and and I, I was like, I was, I was again, almost falling asleep, like Mike did on last week's show. But, <laughs> but, but moving on to Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman. I thought this, I thought the pacing was better on this match. I thought it was, pretty, I thought it was decent. You know, they went, went more so. Well, Stoneman can, can, well, Stoneman can move at a fast pace. That's the crowd the was about this match. The crowd, the crowd was kind of done. The crowd was like basically done. I agree with you there. Our shows. Yep, the crowd was basically done. Uh, the crowd, I think. The match they were clearly seemed to be looking forward to was was uh was Becky and Sasha, and after that they pretty much chalked it. 
I'm actually I'm actually begging for Bray Wyatt to beat Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell. I think somebody did a um somebody like looked up the numbers, but uh, apparently Jinder's title reign, WWE Championship reign, drew more money than Seth first Seth's first Universal Championship reign. So I wonder. I don't know if that's gonna be the same. For the way this Bray Wyatt run has started and has has looked so far, Bray has to win. You you can't kill this reign in two months. You can't kill this run in two months. Bray has to win at Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I think we have Bray Wyatt. Um, <laughs> and the fact that this is coming from you that you that you want Bray Wyatt to win, that's saying something. It's grown on me. It's grown on me. Where why it's grown? Someone who will never. This is it. It's Baron Corbin. (laughs) Yes, yes. But you know what? This match is actually really good. It was. I I gotta admit where I'm wrong. Corbin and Gable was really good. (laughs) Corbin and Gable was a really good match. They they wrestled at Gable's pace, which was awesome. And, it was, and Corbin kicked it at Gable's speed. It was really good. When Corbin's like this, so. plus from a character standpoint, it works better for Corbin to be king of the ring. That's much as I yep. fucking hate So, so, I can't bash Baron Corbin too much this week. Yep, yep, this is, uh, you probably, for those of you expecting the, uh, the classic Corbin rant, you will not get your rant, and there's no need to. Corbin uh, won fair and square. We'll get to the rant when we get to the Maria Canellis gender reveal party. Yeah, what what was that? Good fucking God. My. I was tempted to turn off Raw when I saw that. Like, are you kidding me? Why are you doing this? I was really tempted to turn off Raw when I saw that. Can, like, can you, we save this I've got. Yeah. I, can we stop with the cuckold stuff? Can we stop with... God. Why? Why are we so, doing This was so bad. Is Vince Russo fucking back booking wrestling <laughs> in WWE? And this, the, it's Russo-esque bad. This was so bad. This was such a terrible... Why? This was, it's not even necessary. If the whole hook was, was for Rusev to come back, you didn't need to do all this. Just have Rusev beat up Mike Canales. You don't have to put Ricochet in this. You don't have to sell Ricochet's good name. You just said Rusev beat up Canales and keep it pushing. Like, like why? This made zero sense. This made, this made no sense. You didn't have to drag Ricochet into this. Not, not, not necessary. None of this was necessary. This was completely dumb. 24-7 title once. This what? At least Kane won the 24-7 title. Yes, that, that was that was fun. Well, what Kane and Triff did, and Kane touring, and them touring Knoxville, and considering how bad Tennessee's football team is, at least something productive happened from somebody who's from Knoxville. It, it, it's a... That was fun. That, that, that was all good title, well, he's the only title in Knoxville for a while. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly right. No, we don't think Tennessee's gonna beat the Gators at all. But but seriously, this was a good. This was a, this was a, that was fun. At was least true. the Palace Hunter was Rey Mysterio Cesaro, which was good. That was fine. Yeah, that was fine. 
that that won't completely wipe out the Maria baby drama, the taste out of our mouths, but at least it's fine. Good God, I, I I was like, why am I watching this shit? I, I was I was about to turn off all two. I really was thinking about that. Then again, the Monday night game with the Browns and the Jets. I was like, oh, I'm this is probably better. Yeah. Bailey, Sasha Banks, defeat Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Which basically was a two-on-one after Alexa got hurt. They basically let the two-on-one, and, and they, they basically wore down Nikki until Sasha made her tap to the bank statement. Leading to Charlotte and Becky. Leading to uh, Becky interfering on Nikki's behalf. And then Charlotte saving Becky from what would have been a two-on-one beating from the Boston Hug connection. So that did good stuff. And then continuing their, the two feuds. And the Hell in a Cell challenge from Becky to Sasha, which is what was needed to happen. Now, there's one thing I wish that they did do that they haven't done yet, and that's put Bailey and Charlotte in the match, too. This is making a tag team hell in a cell with both women's titles up, being put up. I hope they do that. Nothing that would make a whole lot of sense for them to do. 9-1-1 beatdown, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins beats Bobby Ruby at DQ, 5-1-1 beatdown, then Kane comes out! Kane comes out to save the day. Wrecks shop, destroys the OC. Kane's about to do his pyro. And then the lights go out. The generator gets shut down. And the fiend approaches. Hits Kane with the sister Abigail. Drops him with the mandible claw, puts him to sleep. And then basically horrifies Seth Rollins. Which that with meme level terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. Um SmackDown. So SmackDown started with a six-man tag, Revival and Orton versus New Day. It did what it was supposed to. Basically, New Day getting it done. Kofi had trouble in paradise on, on Scott Dawson to get the pin and to keep it pushing. Everyone yeah. was thinking, okay, New Day's going to handle it. New Day's is going to roll out here. But instead, no. Brock Lesnar's music hits. And we all, we all know what this is for. Less is coming for Kofi's WWE Championship. Kofi knew what this was. So Kofi told Woods he needed to clear out and, and let, let me handle this. Well, he got an F5 for his efforts. And we know it's going to go down October 4th in LA with a draft coming up. It's going to be Lesnar versus Kofi for the WWE Championship. Basically, I think we're all thinking the clock is ticking on Kofi's run. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. And it couldn't happen soon enough. I like Kofi as a person. Champion? No. And then we get... There were only three matches on SmackDown. Yeah, a lot of it was just basically follow-ups from Clash of Champions and Shane firing um, Kevin Owens. Which, they did something like that where Owens apparently is going to sue him, which I'm sure is just going to lead to another match between the two of them. And how on the sound? Because yeah, Shane- pretty much. They'll probably run it back in Hell in a Cell. In a Hell in a Cell match. Yep, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll run it back inside Hell in a Cell, and Shannon will probably jump off the roof again. Like they did. Didn't Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon face in a Hell in a Cell match before? Yes, they, yes, they did. It was the night. See, they, and they did it a couple years ago. It was the night where uh, New Day and Usos had that incredible Hell in a Cell that started the show. Shane's and Owens finished the show. And that was the one where 
Shane jumped off Hell in a Cell, and Sami Zayn saved Kevin Owens. That's that's what that one was. That's good. Now now the roles are reversed. Mm-hmm. Because because Owens is now face and and Zayn's a heel. Mm-hmm. So we'll have some Elias. So that's good. Um, hopefully they hopefully they don't do it inside a cell. They're probably going to. I'd expect them to. Um, when is Hell in a Cell? The thirteenth. I believe it's the thirteenth. Yes. It's either the thirteenth or it's the sixth. Let me see. WWE Hell in a Cell. It's either the thirteenth or the sixth. I see. Two thousand nine. October sixth. It is October. Okay. That is going to be fucking brutal. So in theory, if you're going to have Lesnar win, then obviously Lesnar probably doesn't defend the title at Hell in a Cell. Right. Unless they unless they run it back with him and Cope, but they probably won't do that. They'll probably just say Brock was Survivor Series. And the champion was champion. Right. Right. And thank God Kofi Award is over. Yep. Yeah, we need to... Yeah, we just, basically, all I wanted from that one was for Kofi to get a signature win. Or at least Kofi to beat Orton and say, okay, I, I beat the, the guy who basically pretty much held me down the most, which I, I, I absolutely believe that uh, Randy did. Randy, Randy basically admitted to su- as such. So I, I'm that that's fine. I, I think th- this title run basically Kofi beating all all the people who kind of not sort of wronged him, but didn't believe in him. So that, that's it's perfectly fine. I, I think we, we've covered our we covered the point here that Kofi uh, Kofi is WWE champion. I think yeah. we covered it. So I can I can live with Brock winning it this time. I can agree with you there. But yeah, really. But yeah, really. SmackDown was really basically just. Uh, following up from Clash of Champions, we got a beatdown from Shinsuke and Sami Zayn to Mustafa Ali. We got a really, and the show ended. Really, this is this is the major part of the show here. Was oh, we also got Carmella coming to the aid of uh of Charlotte after Charlotte had a productive match with Sasha Banks. Bailey interfered. And Carmella and Bailey uh, had a little bit of a, a situation there with Charlotte and Carmella basically standing and holding the ground in the ring. The show ended with Daniel Bryan confronting Eric Rowan. And Daniel Bryan basically wanted Rowan to do something because Rowan believed that Daniel Bryan was kind of holding him down. Well, this turned into a fight, but it was Luke Harper who started it. Harper jumped Daniel Bryan from behind. This looked like it was going to be a 2 one massacre. Well, Roman Reigns came out to try to save the day. It still became a 12-1 massacre. Daniel Bryan was disposed of with an iron claw before Roman could hit the ring. Roman tried to hit him guns blazing. Unfortunately, he got a big boot to the face, and it was all Bludgeon Brothers from then on. Double powerbomb from Bludgeon Brothers to Roman onto the bat, onto a steel post outside the ring, and they went to town. Destroying the ringside area. Tom Phillips got thrown somewhere. It, it was it was absolutely bananas. The, the beating ended, 
Yeah, true story. Phillips got thrown. <laughs> Phillips legitimately got thrown by Harper. Like, like Harper threw a chair, but Phillips happened to still be in it. And, and so Phillips, Tom Phillips goes flying. And the, the job finished with a double choke slam uh, through the table uh, by Daniel Bryan getting the, receiving the choke slam. It, it was it was a very violent. The, the security team that, that Shane McMahon had, like they all called beatings from the Bludgeons. This this was a merciless massacre from the from Harper and Rowan, and a quality merciless massacre at that. So we move on to NXT. Ah yes, the debut of NXT on the USA Network. This week, it was only an hour in the USA, now on WWE Network. And it's going to be like that next week as well. But right. on the 4th, it will be two hours on NXT. I mean, on the 2nd, uh, when AEW premieres. No, this wasn't planned like that at all. But seriously, NXT basically delivers what NXT has always delivered. Quality television. Strictly quality television. Yes. Um, I, I didn't know you were expecting me to fill in the blank there. I, 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 was, I was kind of preparing for that. Um, so, Candice LeRae beats Mia Yim, Io Chirai, and, and uh, Bianca Belair to get a number one contendership shot at Shannon Baszler, which will the match will be two weeks from tonight on mm-hmm. Week of AEW's premiere on TNT. They said Keith Lee and Dominic Dajakovic next week. Now, for those who have been listening to the show, you guys know I love this. I love this feud between these two. They had an incredible match back in February, I believe it was, which went to a, which went to a draw, a double count out. They had an incredible match and probably NXT's best TV match this year um, a few weeks, almost a month ago on NXT where Dajakovic got it done. I am absolutely, I can't wait for, I'm going to rewatch round two again because of, because of how good that match was. And, I'm, and I can't wait for round three to happen next week. I'm all for round three next week. Let's go. Cameron Grimes stomped Tramaluda into oblivion. Moving on. They're building up Cam Grimes. I like it. Cam Grimes could be a force in their next team. Roderick Strong defeats Velveteen Dream after interference from Undisputed Era to win the NXT North American Championship. I think that was the way it had to be. Where Strong wins, but it's a, it's a little questionable. And they were so desperate for the the four of them to all be champion all at once and to complete the prophecy. And I, and at first, I, I didn't understand. I didn't get why that they would have this match before they jumped to WWE Network. But I understand. I understand the. I completely understand why they did it. You, you get a draw. You, you get a really good draw. A really big, uh, high-profile situation. It gives people an excuse to go get the network. So I, I, I understand why they did it that way. He done defeated Arturo Ruas. Moving on. As they try to, as they try to build, be done. Uh, I understand that. Zia Lee defeated Aaliyah. So, that's good stuff. And I think that's perfectly fine. Um, 
WWE UK champion Wol- Alexander Wolf, Baby Niger, and um, Martel Martel. His surprise appearance after Eigner attacked the competitor who was scheduled to face Kushida. As Walter addressed the crowd, he was interrupted by Kushida, and then Kushida attacked all four members of Imperium and challenged Walter. R.I.P. Kushida's chest. <laughs> yeah, really? Oh, this is not going to end well for Kushida. No, it's not. Rhea Rush to be the only Morgan become a one contender for the Crucible Championship match. Very good match here. It really was. And it was good to see Leo back. He still got that speed, which is, which is really, really good. And I think um, we kind of got a glimpse a little bit of the future. Uh, I know Lurkin's a brawler, and Gulak can brawl. But Gulak can tag, too. So, which I think it'll be interesting, because towards the end of the match, uh, Leo kind of hurt his knee. I think it'll be good to see what Gulak can do with it. I think it's going to be a very entertaining match between Gulak and Leo. And then the street fight between Riddle and Dane turned into a street fight for the entire roster. A good way to end the first NXT. They were already building. They were building something nicely with Riddle and Dane, and they, it was a bit over the top to have basically Imperium and Undisputed. Everybody might have gotten involved, and Pete Dunne was involved. It, it was. It turned into absolute chaos. Street profits. Right. It, it was absolute mayhem to end NXT, which is perfectly fine. Everyone goes home happy. We don't get a, a legit conclusion to Dane and Riddle, but I think that's coming. I'm not worried about that. I think it's coming uh, very soon. Yeah, so we're not going to do our match of the week this week because it's getting late here. I think we covered all the main stuff any, anyhow. So we'll go back to match of the week next week where we watch the uh, first match we that Mike didn't fall asleep. No, no, yeah, we got to the first match. Yeah, we we have to watch the second match. It's the second one, right? The another jumbo suit. I just think Mike was just tired from last week. I, I busted all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, so. So, uh, Twitter handles. Yes, twitter.com slash beastmike is where you can obviously find me. I will, uh, obviously I'll be talking some football this weekend, obviously, with, uh, obviously Penn State's off, so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, I know your boys got got a big game this weekend, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll Let's talk about it. Notre Dame, Georgia, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. I think Georgia's gonna win. Personally, I'm not. I'm not a delusional homer. The game but, in Athens does not help. Yeah, it being in Athens does not help. And then we can do this as a segment or p- pick against the line for the week. So, what's your pick against the line? One in college and one in pro. All right, so we're picking upsets here. Okay. Or you can you can do like a like your best bet. Yeah, best bet sounds good. Best bet sounds like a good way to a good way to play this. All right, so my best bet in terms of do college football first. My best bet college football wise 
I am looking at. I'm going to look at Wisconsin and Michigan. That's a big one right here. Michigan's number 11. Wisconsin's 13. I honestly think Wisconsin in this spot at home, I'm going to take the Badgers. I think the Badgers are going to hold it down. I really, uh, Jonathan Taylor has played some excellent ball this year. Michigan looks look kind of spotty. I know both teams were off last week. I don't like, like Michigan's offense. Michigan's offense still looks spotty to me. I'm going to go with the Badgers at home. And I'll pick and Auburn in a considerable okay. upset uh, over Texas a and Auburn on the road at Kyle Field. Yeah, Texas A&M's favored by three and a half, so Auburn's coming in as the underdogs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's my bet of the week. I, I pick Auburn out, right? Um, mm-hmm. um, also, look at Oklahoma State in Texas. That could be a good sleep sleeper up, upset pick. It's going to be an interesting one. I think Oklahoma State can cover at least. And then in pro football, let's pick the Miami Dolphins to cover their uh, j- 21 and a Just kidding. As I, there, there, are, there are legitimately two games, and Miami's not even the biggest underdog. There are legitimately two games that were there's 20-point favorites in. Miami's yeah. a 21-point dog at Dallas against a really good Dallas team. And New England's a 23-point favorite at home against the Jets. Yeah, so so you got to think. Of those two, who, who, which one would you think is more likely to cover? New England. New England at home. I mean, which which underdog is more likely to cover? Oh, the most likely not to get beat by the score. Yes, it, it would still be Miami. The it's Jets' still- offense. The Jets' offense. At least Miami's offense can show kind of a pulse with Josh Rosen. The Jets are going to the third string QB pretty much, and I I, I just don't. Yeah, there's there's no. New England should handle them to the point of backups playing in that game at Foxborough. Well, my bet of the week for 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 pro football, I like that San Francisco game. Mm, okay. San Francisco's laying San Francisco, a... Pittsburgh. Uh, versus Pittsburgh. Versus Pittsburgh. I like San Francisco to win out right there. I do too, and I completely understand why. No Roethlisberger plus the game is at San Francisco. I'd have probably picked them anyway, but uh, the team I like here, I like the Vikings defense. I'm going to go with Minnesota at home against the Raiders. I like the Vikings defense to take care of business. They, after a rough start last week against the Packers, they got it together. I think Minnesota defense gets it done. So I'm yeah. taking the Vikings. And then hopefully the Eagles bounce back against the Lions for my sanity. Yes. Um, but twitter.com slash beastmike is where you can find beastmike's various thoughts on football and other things, including NyQuil's. Did, did we have a nice NyQuil moment, by the way, the last few weeks? 
Let's see. Yeah, the, the fight game has been kind of dead, except for Tyson Fury wants all the smoke with uh, Deontay Wilder. So, uh, I, which I hear, last I heard that this was actually going to go down in February of next year. That Fury and Wilder were going to run it back. So, that's a very good thing. That's a very good thing. Yes, it is. Did you see the gash that Fury had? Yes, I did. Ooh. That was ugly. Nightfall, but that that was pretty good gash. Fury gets Fury gets some wars. He really does. Um, but you can follow me at DJD Cooks Wrestle. I'll be and GITR Wrestle is where I post the episode too. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like. You follow me for my Notre Dame football thoughts. I'll be, I'll be like troll tweeting Chris Zellner over the Georgia Notre Dame matchup because he he's from Georgia, so so, so I'll be trolling him a little bit. But but overall, it's going to be a good week of football. So it is. So yes. We did, and I th- think Georgia's going to win, unfortunately for me. I think Georgia will win, too. I think it'll be a pretty close game, but I think Georgia's a little bit too strong. That'll do it for, for Beast Mike. This is DJD Cooks. Thank you for listening to Get in the Ring. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.